Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stacy Connects. I, of course, am Stacy Heller. This show is about making connections through conversation. It is about asking questions instead of making assumptions. And it is about engaging with the elephant in any room. Whether you listen to the show live or you're listening later via podcast, I appreciate you listening. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing. I'm really trying to bulk up those subscribers, um, but also not being annoying about it. Anyway. If you would like to call in and chat, that's easy peasy. Call 425-373-5527 or maybe you don't want to chat live like Joan usually does. Although lately, mom's been calling Eric and just talking to him on the side. You're like her side piece or something. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Not the side piece. I know. Well, like, because she doesn't call and say, like, oh, let me talk to Stacy. Like, she's just like, oh, that's Stacy. And or whatever she says to you. Like, the two of you have a whole secret thing. I I wouldn't call it that. (laughs) Well, I know. And I'm not trying to make you blush. But I'm like, anyway. (laughs) Hey, mom. Hey, glop. Um. She knows you're busy with the show. Well, yes, yes, yes. So when she calls, she asks me to pass on messages usually. Yes. And you're always so much nicer than some of her messages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just tell you what she tells me. Uh-huh. So. Well, I don't think you do always. Um, anyway, of course I got off track. If maybe, you Maybe a touch more diplomatic. Right. A touch, <laughs> a skosh, a smidge. Uh If you want to leave a text or a voicemail for me and you also want to give me a message and you don't want to have to be diplomatic, then you can do that by uh, texting or calling 475-999-2726. So my guest today, I had a switch up. My uh, guest that I had mentioned last week, uh, Dr. Betsy Bell, she had a family uh, emergency. So I'm very excited that Amanda Guarin is joining me today. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. Uh, So Amanda was back on the show in June, and the episode is called Home is Where You Might Just Grow Up, and she was talking about her real estate and especially her love for working with people that are getting started and, like, they're ready to invest in their future, if you will. Well, speaking of side pieces, side hustles, I don't know what to call it, uh, Amanda (laughs) also has a deep and a, an abiding love and affection for Disney and uh, is a travel agent. And she was posting all over social media this past weekend. And I was like, what is going on? And it struck me when uh, Dr. Bell had to cancel. I was like, okay, I'm a adult Disney skeptic. So I'm going to have Amanda on the show and I have questions. Okay, so I'm excited. I will try to not be like, Ugh. no, I, totally I want to learn. Fine. I mean, what did yeah. I say at the top of the show? Like, it's all about connection through conversation and asking questions instead of making assumptions, right? Correct. So I'm here to ask questions. Uh, but before we do that, of course, I 
need to share conversations and observations from the past week. Uh, update, still no Percy, although I am meeting with uh, Vicki Draper, the pet psychic, tomorrow morning. So we'll find out something, maybe. I so don't know. Percy, that's your dog? Percy is the youngest of my three <clears throat> cats. Oh, your cat. Okay. Yes. And when we were in Portugal, Percy and Cole went missing for a night. Mm. Cole came back. Percy didn't. Now, I know what that looks like, but I don't think that Cole killed him. <laughs> I would hope not. I don't think anybody was thinking that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that. I well, mean, I don't whoa, know. Like, that got dark fast. Well, you know, this is me. Um, and, like, my other thoughts that I have about Percy, and I think I mentioned this last week, is that, like, Percy, like, is has been trafficked, and now I need to, like, try to get Liam Neeson, and I'm like, my cat's been taken. The man has a unique set of skills. (laughs) Liam Neeson. Right. Go find Percy. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Let's let's start a a drive for Liam to find Percy. (laughs) Don't give up hope. Percy, come home. Exactly. Thank you. Um, So I mentioned last week that I was going to be going to New York uh, pretty much the next day. I did. And I went for my sister-in-law, Sky Kim's show, The Allure of the Abyss, it's called. Uh, she is showing at Chase Contemporary in New York City. Uh, fantastic. I mean, it goes without saying, of course, I'm biased and all that. Uh, but her work is unbelievable. It's primarily watercolor, pencil, um, some like pen and ink, that kind of thing. She uses some crystals. The work that she does, first of all, she is a tiny wisp of a woman. And then the pieces that she does are massive. Like, most of them are a minimum of 40 by 40. She has one that was, like, 100 inches long. Whoa. Um, And they are colorful and vibrant and mesmerizing and um, just, like, it reminds me of pointillism, um, which is, like, you look up close and there's all these little individual pieces and your eyes almost start to like like lose focus mm-hmm. because you're like, holy cow. And then you step back and it is still mesmerizing. So her work is, as I said, it is amazing. It will be showing uh, at Chase for I think about a month. She's having a second opening, um, a more private exclusive opening this Thursday. So cheers to Sky. Uh, her work is just amazing. And it's really exciting to see her come into her own, especially as an artist and artists. It's the whole artist struggle thing. Um, now, speaking of artists not struggling, um, I think I had mentioned that at the gallery, simultaneously, uh, Bernie Toppin was going to be showing his art. Now, he for those of you that don't know, Amanda, maybe you don't know this. He is the lyricist that works predominantly with Elton John. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So any pretty much any Elton John song that you're like, Betty and the Jets, probably Bernie wrote the lyrics for it. So you can thank him for Benny. Benny. Yeah. That anyway. was nice, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you're you very welcome. much. Uh, so he was at his show and... You know, everybody's crowding around him, and this woman came up to me, and she was like, did you get to meet him? Did you get to take a picture with him? And I was like, who? And she was like, Bernie. I follow him on social media, and I saw he was going to be here, so I had to come out. I'm like, oh, like, right. Fans are crazy. Um, 
so no, I didn't do any of those things. And Grace, my darling daughter, who's a little bit crazy, she maybe had had a couple cocktails and decided to go up and chat with Bernie. And she's not sure which story she went with, but it was either she just went up and said, hey, nice to meet you, but like, you should see my my aunt's work in the gallery next door. Like, that's really good. I don't think she went with that. Her other route that she was going to take was, hey, Bernie, um, it's been a long time. I met you back in 2018 when you had a show at such and such a place that she actually looked up on the internet. Um, it's so nice to see you. And what a crazy coincidence you're showing in the same gallery as my aunt. Genius. So I think that's the one that she went with. Um, <laughs> it seems more like her. But I have these pictures of her chatting up Bernie. And she that's would so later cool. go to describe his work as divorced dad artwork. Which is not fair. Every artist has their own style. And as somebody who is a huge champion of artists and loves art, I'm not going to disparage. And yet 100% it sort of describes it. Like it's wow. a vibe. I'll show you. I'll post some pictures. Um, and he has his own story and his own meaning and his own journey with it. And, you know, cheers to Bernie. Um, it's not a contest. Right? Right. Um, it's just it's so much easier if you're already famous. <clears throat> there. Okay? I said it. <laughs> That's where the bitterness is coming from. Right? It's true. Like, he just has a built-in audience of people that follow him on social media. Yep. And they're like, I just want a picture with him. It's like, did you even look at his art? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, got to see Grace, got to eat amazing food in New York, pizza, bacon, egg, and cheeses on a hard roll from the local bodega. I mean, pizza that I had to fold with the clear grease running down the tip. That sounded Ooh. weird. Um, like amazing Italian food, awesome cocktails that cost more than an entire meal out here on like the east side of Seattle. Um, but so worth it. Like, who doesn't want a $25 Cosmopolitan? Yeah, most people. Um, and then my two big excitement, exciting things were uh, I am a avid collector of the um, designer Alexis Batar. Alexis Batar is a Brooklyn-based jewelry designer yes, who works. Yes, I've seen her stuff. It's a him. Oh, excuse me. It, it's all good. Um who works primarily in uh, lucite and colorful, um, like acrylics, and then like a lot of melted golds and silvers and that kind of thing. They like look heavy, like they do, and they're not. Oh, so I somehow found Alexis Batar many years ago, and whenever I can find it, like thrifting it or on sale or whatever it is, I have a whole big collection of it. And when I moved Grace, uh into New York back in September, we were uh, out one day and I was like, there's an Alexis Batar store. And they were closed. Ugh. But this last time, I got to go in. Missed the man by like 40 minutes or something um, and bought a bracelet. So that was super exciting. Like that was sort of like my Super Bowl, right? But then, no, it got better. Ooh. I have another artist that... Uh, her name is Mara Kalman. I have been following her work since I was a sophomore in college, maybe a freshman. She uh, did the illustrated version of the Talking Heads Stay Up Late. Um, she's a very funky 
interesting illustrator artist. She's done a ton of New Yorker covers. Um, she's very quirky, colorful, love, love, love her work, have like all of her books. And uh, the gallery where who she's represented by, we called up and said, do we need to make an appointment to come in? And they were like, no, just come on in. Like, but who do you want to see? And Mara Kalman. And she's like, oh, we don't have any up. So I'll just pull it for when you come. So going into this gallery and having this gallery manager pull out all of her artwork and not like freaking out over me picking them up and looking at them and like touching them. It was my Taylor Swift era's moment. Fancy. It seemed fancy, but like it also like when you get to see the artwork like that, you're like artists. They're just like us. Like, but like a twisted mind. Like she had a whole series of like, um, paintings of like people that were on their deathbed but she did it in such a colorful way that it was Mm. like oh this is delightful um but that's kind of beautiful there is a picture of a woman that uh was in a like a bed coat with a brooch and then two big rings and i'm like that's how i want to go like just content happy with a couple of big cocktail rings on her finger like i'm done Right? There you go. Mic drop. Anyway, so <laughs> that was just amazing. Um, okay. Now, last thing. My Stasiism. Went to the MoMA store. Didn't go to MoMA, Museum of Modern Art, but went to the store, like you do, and found a ton of things there. Like, all crazy expensive, frankly, but, like, the coolest curated collection of things. So if you're looking for a unique gift to give someone, go to, like, the MoMAstore.com. Totally not sponsored, but, like, there's just great gifts. And there was all these little books that, like, cloth-bound books. um, And there was uh, Basquat-isms, which is what I got. There was uh, Warhol-isms, all these isms books. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I have been talking about my Stasi-isms for, like, three years as of the 10th. And here we are, and MoMA has done a whole bunch of books. So today's Stasiism is this. Maybe I need to stop talking, and maybe I need to start doing. Right? Love it. So that's the deal. Um, Anyway, all right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to chat with Amanda Guarin about Disney and why I should care. (laughs) <laughs> Keep listening to Stacy Connects. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to MichaelBruceImageConsulting.com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining, yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business 
and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. My guest today is Amanda Warren. And um, methinks I was harsh when I was going out to a break about, like, tell me why I should care. Because, of course, I should care. If you care about it, I care about it. Um, Thank you. I think that my experiences with Disney, no, I know that my experiences with Disney, um, it's partly how you grow up. So growing up, Rumor has it, my parents took my brothers to Disney World, uh, Florida, um, when they were kids. And, you know, my father and mother were like, well, that was hideous. And the lines were long and it was hot and the kids are cranky and whatever. And so by the time came around to me, they're like, we're not doing that again. And so a family friend that was going to be going to Disney in the summer, my parents either, like, bought them off and said, like, hey, we'll give you a some like you know the money to take her and which of course they did but you know what I mean um or maybe they invited me I don't know but either way I ended up going with another family to Disney World in the summertime which is hot and the lines are long um so it was fun but maybe I'm a practical child who was like it's hot the lines are long (laughs) and I'm hungry um and I had to be polite the whole time because I wasn't with my family and I couldn't complain. So there's that. Then on the other side, uh, moving here, we've been to Disneyland. And uh, for instance, Grace, who was in band, she strategically chose in eighth grade whether she was going to continue in band in high school uh, based on like when the Disney trip was because it was like every other year or something. And so she got to go to Disney twice, once in eighth grade. It wasn't a um, Silverwood year. So she was like, yep, I'm doing band. And then again, she went in high school. And for the sole reason that she was like, I want to go. Now, again, kids, long lines, it's hot. Here's what I learned, though. The Performing Arts Center that they have and the opportunities that they have for the kids to play with the animation and to really learn what being a musician means other than I'm just playing band in high school and, you know, you can be in marching band or a band band, but to see a a different variation of what you can do with your skills that you've acquired through school band, that was really cool. And it was like you went behind the scenes and you saw what a massive infrastructure Disney really is. So I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And if they're doing this with this, I bet they're doing it with other things. So see, look at I'm being positive. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and then Grace again. I think Grace is destined to be a Disney adult person. Um, She started her job at the beginning of October. And second day, she flew down to Florida. And they uh, did training for all their new people down at a conference um, center in Disney. And she had a great time. And so, you know, I have an appreciation for it. That said, to me, it's always been um, school or work-related positive things or, like, something on a kid's bucket list that it's like, got to take the kids to Disney. 
and it's super expensive and the lines are long and it's hot. (laughs) And so then like this weekend when I was seeing you post all this stuff about adult Disney and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like having fun and you've got like your ears on in the backpack and you're just like various places that you were going and lines that you're in or things that you're seeing and things you were sharing. I was like, I think there's more to this that I'm appreciating. I love that. Thank you. So Yeah. So here you are because I'm like, I think I have like the grouchy old man, like, hey, kids, get off my lawn approach to Disney. And I don't think that that is fair. So tell me, what were your first exposures to Disney? And has this been a long time thing? Did you grow into this? Share. Okay. So definitely when it comes to Disney, I'm I'm 35, so I'm a I'm a millennial. So it definitely started with like the 90s Disney movies, right? Okay. Yep. Which we call that was like peak like, like that's animated like the golden movies. era. They call it like the Disney Renaissance, is okay. what they call it. And it went up and down from there with the movies and stuff. But like like Little Mermaid and Aladdin and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it started from there. The first time I ever went to Disneyland. I think I was 10 or 11. We only did it for one day because that's all we could afford. Right. Um, And I just remember having a really, really awesome time. And then um, I went all throughout high school um, because this is a school related thing um, about why I was able to go was because (laughs) I used to, um, well, I went to Oak Harbor High School. Okay. And um, I was in cheerleading. And then every year, for the national competition, it was in Anaheim. Okay. So all four years of high school, I went to Disneyland. Nice. And then from there, um, you know, went with, like, my mom and my siblings and my husband and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually spent our honeymoon in Disney World okay. in Orlando. So that was back in 2013, and we've been several times since then. Um, the last time I went to Walt Disney World was fall of 2022, so a year ago. Okay. And then I was just in Disneyland in February. We only did like a one day. Um, and then I'm about to go back next month to Disneyland for like a week. Well, one thing that I love is, um, so Fernando, your husband in Sherwood Burn, um, he was sharing that growing up, um, when he first came to the country with his parents, like it was like family would sort of like drop them at the park and be like, have fun. And so in a way, he was like, it was a good experience that then wasn't such a great experience because it was like, okay, now we're just sitting around here all day. And he's from California, from Southern California. So he's like Disney, whatever. It's like 20 minutes away. And like it was no big deal. Yeah. However, it was very sweet because when, uh, you know, I was first chatting with him about his life, his interests, what he does. Uh, you, he was like, I learned through Amanda's eyes to have a whole new and different appreciation for the Disney experience and doing this. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I don't think Pete's ever said that about anything. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, it's fine. Um, So I love that you have it together and that he's somebody that, you know, yes, he had gone a lot, but then was able to with, you know, borrow your set of eyes and your enthusiasm and your outlook and start to appreciate it all over again. Right. Which is huge. Yes. So from the 
adult perspective, is one park better than the other? Disney World versus Disneyland. So Disney World, there's a lot more to do because there's four parks and it's just a much bigger experience. Yeah, there's more land to cover. Okay. There's like more ground to cover. Yep. Um, and people tend to do really long trips there. Like you'd have to do at least a week for it right. to like be worth it, right? Um, Disneyland, like you could do it in a day or two. So it's like yeah, it's, it's almost it, like going to like dare I say it like um like uh, what do you call it flags? What is it? Oh, six flags. Six flags. Thank you. I was like, how many flags is it? Um, <laughs> I was like, red flags? No, that's relationships. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so six flags. So it's like you can treat it almost more of an amusement park. You don't have to do the whole right. And Disneyland is my favorite, by the way, between the two okay. because there's. It's the it's the original one, so mm-hmm. there's there's more of like a history there that I've learned to appreciate now that I'm older. Okay, um, it's not like all about getting as many rides as you can mm-hmm. like in the day. Like I've kind of evolved like my love for like going. Now it's just like the vibes. Like there's like this vibe that you get when you go that it's like nostalgia plus history plus like the music and the smells and the food and well, the, yeah. just the just the everything and um and i just like just disneyland is much easier to tackle cuz it's much smaller right yeah now i think about you know the experience when taking our kids and you know you're like hurting the kids and there's a the expense right so like that's just something that you're going to have to deal with like to get into the park and you know food is expensive and you know it's just expensive right um so for many of us it's something that you know you plan um it's not going to necessarily unless you're local like fern was in southern california Mm -hmm. and you're like hey i'm just going to go for the day um but generally this is going to be like a take the kids and try to go and like make a thing of it um how do you not be the grumpy grandpa that's like, the lines, the heat, <laughs> the kids, the yeah. this. Like, there's, it's the happiest place on earth unless you're a parent trying to corral four children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, And yet you still see, like, there's just a an optimism. Like, I will say that I'm like, I think I'm the only one that's like this uptight about this. Everyone else is sort of like, kids are melting down like everyone's having fun like there is a calmness and happiness is like literally pumped in that's a good way of putting it yeah it's it just like infiltrates the air in the air yes i was about to say this just in the air um well it'd be tough from my perspective i do not have children yet so um but me and fernando have pretty much seen everything in both parks so when we do we can just chill and let the kids do stuff. There's got to be um, like hacks. I mean, right? As I think planning's the biggest thing. I think planning is the most important piece to it. Like if you can plan your trip like a year ahead. Yeah. Uh, And plus Disney tends to raise prices out of nowhere. So the more ahead you can do it, get ahead of like the price hikes and stuff um, is probably your best bet. But um. Yeah, with being in Orlando, like, in the summer, I mean, that heat will just... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I've been to Disney World in August. I don't think I'll do it again. Yeah, I mean, I... I w- I've been in the fall a few times, and that was much better. 
I've joked on this show all the time. We talked about it before we went on air today that I am constantly hot. Like I now that I think about it, I'm like, I think it started back in Florida when I went to Disney as a kid where I was like, (laughs) the humidity followed you everywhere. (laughs) It just Um, followed you. Yeah. So I like I wanted to address the whole Disney with kids thing. And now I want to get into like the Disney adult experience because I do feel like there's the it's almost like there's ages and stages of Disney, right? There's the when you were a kid. So all the magic and you don't remember that you melted down and that, you know, like your mom was stressed and, you know, that it was expensive. Like it was just magical. Then there's the, you know, maybe if you decide to have kids and there's that experience, right? Right. There's that stage. But then for some people, there's either like pre-kids or like separate from kids or whatever. There's this whole other experience that I'm curious about. Because as you say, people honeymoon there, they get married there, uh, vacation there. Tell me about that. What is the draw? I think the draw, um, and I'm going to go back to being a millennial because that's my perspective. So I think the draw for us is the nostalgia. And I feel like, and many other people my age would probably agree, is that we're like, we're like in our mid thirties, but we still feel like we're like nineteen in our head. Like we just right. are aging much like, slower. I would say like fourteen. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I feel I still feel like I'm sixteen. I have to be like, you're like twice that age. Like stop. You need to <laughs> chill. So, and I think it. Yeah, it's this nostalgia, and it's just like you just go and you just feel like a kid. You just go on all the rides and just take in the atmosphere. Um, I still take pictures with characters. I will. So these are some of the things I, I still take pictures have. with characters. Characters are like these people, the cast members that portray the characters like in the parks. I mean, that is a hard job. So as a side note. Yeah. Charlie, my youngest son, uh, he dated this wonderful gal um, who was a character. Um, maybe still is. I don't know. I've lost touch. She was so great. Um, but I digress. And the rules and the experiences that she had as a cast member, like, you know, you can't say like, oh, I play this character. It's like, oh, I'm friends with. Yep. Um, you know, fascinating things that when um, a fan asks you a question, um, you know, like if you're Belle, for instance and you're, uh, you're, that's who you're being, then, and somebody says, like, oh, did you like the Harry Potter books? The answer is, oh, I haven't read that one. Because at the time that Belle was alive, there wouldn't have been Harry Potter. Right. And so, like, you need to, like, you're deep in the lore and the culture of your characters. Yes. So they know how to create, it's, so Disney's known for, like, their immersion. It's, it's, you're in a Disney bubble and nothing else exists. And it's so genius because they've capitalized on being able to do that. They've capitalized on that in like storytelling. Storytelling is like their main thing. It makes thing. such a perfect experience and for little kids. Yeah. And yeah. And it. Um, and lecherous dads that are like, yeah. Okay, honey. And it's good for kids to kind of build that strong imagination. And that's. Totally. I mean, and they're meeting like, you know, in their minds, 
like a real life princess and like it's you know this person that they're like oh my gosh like look I'm dressed just like you and I like to read and you know all these things um and so you know the interactions between castmates characters and people in the park can be like so precious I mean I will say that when I was a chaperone for Grace for her band trip um you know I did what the cool mom does and I'm like look just like when I text you and I say like like hey everybody like you need to respond to me pretty much immediately I'll give you like a five minute window in case you're on a ride but like I don't want to have to hold your hand you're all in high school so I would wander around the park and I would people watch and I would check things out and one day I happened to be standing in a shady spot and Goofy came by and I'm not gonna lie I was a little like you're like oh my god it's Goofy I got a little goofy I'm, I'm for goofy. I'm telling you, you think you won't get starstruck. And then... I I totally was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I got the first picture with Goofy. Yeah. So I the, did. The ones I get starstruck around are probably Ariel and Princess Tiana and Elsa from Frozen. Okay. Because, I mean, the people they choose to play them, I mean, it is like to a T. Oh. Like, it is like, whoa, they're real. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Perfect casting. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and mm-hmm. um, Aria, Charlie's ex. Um, even when she would sing, she would have this like, oh, I was like, oh my I gosh, mean, the voice. Yeah, the voices too. Like they right. do the voices perfectly. Like the impressions of the voices. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay, so I digress Unreal. for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the character experience. So the nostalgia piece is big for you. Now, is there a whole separate like? I don't want to say subculture because that sounds weird, but subculture for like adults where it's like, oh, you know, for the kids, there's these like things that everybody wants to do and have. But like, oh, the adults love to go to like this bar or this restaurant or have this experience like or are you stepping fully into your like kidness? And does that make sense? I'm like, um, I love to watch like the parades. And the yeah. fireworks shows. I mean, that is, like, awesome. I love doing that and um, ending the day and, in, in, like, ending a long day in the park to, like, the fireworks show mm-hmm. is the best. And I love how they do their shows. It's, it's, like, it just catches your attention, like, the whole time. Like, anytime I watch, like, a 4th of July fireworks show, like, a mm-hmm. local fireworks show, I'm like, eh. This is not like a Disney fireworks like, show. <laughs> well, it's like the penultimate. Yes. Like, you know, and it it's like on Main Street in town. And so like there's an excitement and everybody's like kind of on a sugar high and then yeah. everyone kind of crashes and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, I love their um yeah, their nighttime shows that they have. Though there's one um that well, it started in Disneyland, but they have it in both. It's called Phantasmic. Oh, yeah. Where it's the show they do like on the water. Yes. Yeah, I love that show. I could watch it like a million times. With the, not like, get the sick boat of it. that comes around and like the, yeah, it's yes, a thing. The music and everything. Um, I love doing like the classic rides. Because um, again, going back to like the history, like there's just so much history in it. Like it's crazy to think that these rides are like 50 years old. And yeah, people I know. I'm like, still... we shouldn't think about the fact that these rides are 50 years old. <laughs> I'm like, this ride open I wasn't even born yet like yeah and they still have an impact on people and people still line up to go ride them and it's like there's all this history of 
I could just go on and on about yeah. just how the um they call them imagineers, right? right? The ones that created and kind of pioneered like these animatronics and then like um and how they designed the rides and well, just a very yeah. thoughtful everything's experience. S- everything is intentional. I have a thought. Let's take a quick break here and then when we come back, I'm going to share my thought with you. Okay. About what I think makes Disney different. Okay. All right. Let's Keep do listening it. to Stacy Connects. My guest today is Amanda Guarin. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacey Connects. I am chatting with Amanda about Disney. In particular, uh, the concept of the Disney adults. I uh, Apparently I have been like an 85-year-old man since childhood and therefore grouchy and like uh, the heat, the lines, like... Define Disney adults for folks just joining us and also uh, that have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so this is what I'm talking about. So when when we think about uh, Disney, going to Disney, whether it's world or land, very often it is you are nostalgic for when maybe you were taken as a child. And so it's your childhood experience. Or perhaps you're now the adult that has taken a child or... You know, you went as a teenager or, you know, whatever it is. There is a whole group of people and has always been that are like adults that go to Disney, not like, you know, I'm still a child and not I have a child in tow or I'm going to bring one as an excuse to go, like fully embracing like I'm going to get married here. I'm going to have my honeymoon here like Amanda and Fern did. Um, Like this is where I come for, you know, my my day off or my week off or my weekend, um, this is what I want to do. And so that's what I mean. Thank you. That's a great clarifying point. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so with that, uh, I before we went to break, I have a theory. I think about uh, the movies that come out these days uh, where there's a lot of winks and nods for the adults, right? To keep the adults engaged and um, things that you don't really know are happening when you're a kid and you're just enjoying all the whatever. However, Disney, for the most part, and yes, there's like Pixar and all their various businesses that they own and whatever, but true Disney in its most like core belief 
is really about like the child. It's not the winks and the nods to the adults because it's it's very much for the kids. And I think that's something that sets it apart. So when you talk about, you know, I'm like, well, is there like, you know, sidebars that the adults are going to where they're doing this and they're doing that? And you're like, no, like we're we're eating where the kids are eating or we're going on the rides like everybody else. We're going on. It's a small world like we're doing these things. And it's like it is a safe space to fully embrace your inner and outer child like it is. For Peter Pan's. Yes, it is. And where you can be Peter Pan for like a few days. <laughs> yeah. And I like I think that's what it is that Disney does so well and that you get to suspend your adulthood and like you can eat cotton candy for lunch and then go have some uh, pineapple whip and then like follow that up with like whatever you want and like see a character and get all goofy about seeing goofy and you know and it's okay i always get a churro like i have to like there's things like Like a big i always have to get turkey leg and like isn't that turkey leg i don't eat those some people like them but but it is a thing but it is a thing yes um so speaking of things uh one of the things that i mentioned when we took our kids uh we got roped into getting like a lanyard um that had like starter pin pack and learned that you know like the kids can trade and if there's any cast member whether it's somebody in line or like anybody um you can ask to trade for mm-hmm. a pin yes and some of them have the little mickey mouse uh insignia on it and apparently those are a little bit more special and there's a whole thing so i feel like there's a whole bunch of like stuff that if you're not in the know, you're missing out on opportunities. Like the pin trading proved to be awesome for our kids because it's like they engaged with people and they were like, oh, what do you have? And like would ask about what the meaning was behind the pins because I don't know if I want to trade this one. Like what's that one about? Um, And that ended up being an awesome thing. I have a feeling that there's a lot of other Disney things that if you're not in the know like you don't know so what are they like other things that you find or like there's so many things there's like you can find all the hidden mickeys in the park and there's apparently like thousands so it'd be like anything that's like mickey shaped and there's some that are like very apparent and there's some that are like small like they'll put them like in the wall like when you're waiting in line or something oh interesting so there's things called like hidden mickeys um there are like just a lot of different tips and tricks that will kind of help things your trip be more smooth. Well, like, it's kind of fun yeah. with kids. Let's like, you know, okay, you know, while we're waiting online, like how many like Mickeys can you find? And it's like, oh, the trash can is in the shape. Like the ice cream that I got is in the shape. Those ice creams are really good, by the they way. They are really good. They're really good. And at one point, they sold them in the grocery store, and it didn't taste the same. What is what is that? Yeah, that's See, like when Dove, something. Yep. like, it's like, <laughs> bring it into the grocery store, and it's just ruined. Um, it's because happiness was not pumped into the grocery See, store. Yep. You weren't in the right place. No, totally. We're in the right environment. Um, And, like, the history and the story of things. Um, For the most part, I feel like 
a lot of things um, have been able to stay the same. Like, not much has been canceled in the Disney playbook, if you will. Mm -hmm. There's a few rides that they've made some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally, um, the fact that, like, I could take my kids to the It's a Small World ride and be like, yep, there's the, you know, the doll from whatever country it was, Mm -hmm. like, you know, playing her instrument or, you know, whatever. And it's like, I saw that. And, like, that's a crazy thing. So fun fact about that is on the opening day of It's a Small World for Disneyland, Mm -hmm. um, they had kids from all the different countries come and ride the ride first. That's cool. Yeah, there's... um, I, f- I am blanking on the exact name of the show that's on Disney Plus, but they have the footage of, of it. That's so cool. And yeah. there's so many countries that are represented. Mm-hmm. Like, so many countries that, you know, like, I had never heard of um, that, you know, I'm still like, where is that? Um, <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Um, it's really cool. It's totally cool. And it's the ride where you're like, I can sit and I can cool off. I love those kind of rides. And it's chill. I love the chill boat rides, dark rides. Right. They're the best. But you have to hear that song. Well, I know that. the song, the, cre- the creepy song. <laughs> the creepy It's a Small World song. Yeah. I mean, it is a small world I mean, after it's all. a. You could I wear mean, headphones. Well, it's, a, it's a catchy tune. I mean. Uh, well, yes. It's catchy. Yes, it is. It'll get stuck in your head. It totally will get stuck <laughs> in your head. Um, and then... Um, I imagine, as you said, when you go to Florida, like, I suppose if you're near Orlando, it's also, like, the day trip amusement park, right? Um, But generally, it also seems like Disney has done a great job of having the various uh, themed hotels and stuff around the park, especially in Orlando, um, what they've done so that people can kind of, like, stay in the park. And it seems like there's special nights where it's open late once a week or something, or you can go in early. Like, there's just, like, Disney has a whole lore about going. It's almost like um, the way that parents, moms especially, are rabid about um, sending their kids to college and they're looking for hacks. Like, you know, move-in hacks. What my kid needs hacks. How to set up a dorm room hacks. Um, It's like... When you're going to Disney, whether it's with kids or as an adult, there's just hacks, like how to get the most out of it. Um, They definitely incentivize you to try to stay in one of the hotels that's on property. Mm -hmm. So that because sometimes they do have um, for people who are staying on property, um, they call it early entry. So you can get in earlier than when the park opens or they have um, the late hours, too, where they'll stay open late. Mm-hmm. for people who are staying in the parks, too. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, that is nice. It's We did that when we were there, and it surprised me how many kids were there. Like late, right? Like late. I was like... So I always, like, I know that Disney has gotten even more expensive, right? But I, I try to justify it to where, okay, let's say I go to just one park, and, and it's like, I think it's like two, almost $200 now for right. like just to be in one park for one day. Well, you divide that by it's open for like what, 12 hours. Right. I mean, and you could go from morning to night. I, I do it all the time. And like, if you think about that, it's, it's worth it with like all the rides and entertainment and they need like napping cabanas. Like there, are here- pl- <laughs> there are places to nap. 
Because I'm like, yeah. I think about like when I was going through the airport this weekend and they have like those little pods that are for like nursing moms or like a quiet space or whatever. I'm like, I like a little like I'm having a tantrum and I'm 53 <laughs> and like a little air conditioned pod that I can sit in and be like, OK, all right, well, Amanda, I'm ready to come back out and like get my Disney on. To my knowledge, all the parks they have, they have like a baby center. So if you have like young kids, you can go there and chill. Interesting. Now, for your honeymoon, now this is going to sound like a weird question. How long did you go and what did you do? Like, yeah, I know what you did on your honeymoon. But like, (laughs) we went for, oh man, we were there for a week. We didn't stay at one of the Disney hotels. We stayed at a different one for our honeymoon. But um, we we were in Orlando for a week. We did one day of Universal, three days of Disney World. Okay. When we went. Are there special perks if you're, like, I know if it's your first time at the park, you can get a sticker or something, or if it's your birthday. Yeah, like, one of the freebies you can get is as soon as you enter, you can go to one of the, it's, like, one of the first booths, and you can get, like, a a pin, and it says, like, I'm celebrating, or it's my first time, or... It's my honeymoon! Or, yeah, something like that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Like, who doesn't want everybody to be paying attention to them, like, during this special Yeah, and then, and actually the cast cast members do, so if it says, like, I'm celebrating my birthday... They'll, and they're like, happy birthday. Like, they know how to look for people with the pins. And they'll say, oh, happy birthday, princess. Or they'll do a little, um, sometimes they'll, like, if you're about to watch a show, they'll put you in the front row. Oh, that's cool. Or something like that. Yeah. They know how to look out for people with the pins on. Well, and the shows are unbelievable. Like, we've talked about the characters. And, like, the food is all iconic. Like, there's so many, uh, like, reddits and subreddits about, like, how to make the pineapple dough. Dole Whip and like or how to make the churro or, you know, various things so that it tastes just like, you know, it does Mm -hmm. at Disney. Fine. Um, So there's all of that. Um, But the shows are like, they're crazy. They're so good. They're so good. And I can watch them. Why I'm not a Disney adult. I might have to go as an adult. You're discovering your inner Disney adult now. See, you should you should go. You should go solo one time. Yeah, I'm thinking about. You should. Well, I feel like I, I would have like not to done bring... that yet. I it's still on my bucket list to do a solo Disney trip. I haven't done it yet. One day I will. I want to. I mean, well, maybe like I already know what first I, I want to go with Pete. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because like you know, it's always fun to share things. But I'm thinking like, what would it be like if I didn't have to like have on like that experience, like to go as an adult and but I can afford all the things that I wanted as a kid. Like, I've saved yep, for We it, got adult right? money now. Right. Like, I have adult money and I have adult time, which means it's my own time. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, you know, my friend's little brother is having a tantrum. So, sorry, kids. We're not going to do that right now. I'm like, I could get one of those neck fans for the heat. Yes. Cooling towel. I, right? I can get comfortable Especially in shoes. Florida. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, there are hacks that I can do this. I can overcome all of my yes. prejudices. Always have to have water, sunscreen, a cooling towel, or a fan. Have a portable phone charger. Got to have that stuff when you're in Disney. Oh, I'm sure. Have to, have to. Okay, what's your favorite? Oh, have you done like the character breakfast and that kind of thing? I have done a few. Yes. Those are fun. They're fun. We did like, a like brunch with, um, I think it was with Winnie the Pooh. And friends. Cute. And, of course, my kids were like, Eeyore. Like, Eeyore was their jam. I, I love like, that. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there are, like, I think about it. I'm like, there are an awful lot of things. What is your favorite thing, though? Like, what's the thing that, whether oh, it's man. food or ride or experience or, like, corner of the park or thing that you, like, what's the thing that you're like, must, must, must do? Okay, must do's. This is this is good. Okay. I always have to have to ride Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean in either either coast. Yep. I, I have to have to. Yep. They're, like, the classic rides. I love, I love going on those rides. Yep. Have to get a churro. Have to watch a parade, have to watch fireworks. Um, and then we like to make a dining reservation at least one of like the fancy restaurants. Yep. Like the in food's one of the, amazing. Yes. I mean, honestly, hit or miss sometimes. Disneyland's food's better than Disney World's food, for sure. Way okay. more con- consistent over here on the West Coast. Um, but if you have an opportunity to go to go to Disney World, yep. there's literally hundreds of restaurants, all different kinds of food. Like Main Street um, or whatever that like that area yes, is. Yes, but even in the hotels too, yeah. they're known for their really amazing restaurants. There's some restaurants that are um, at the top of some of the hotels mm-hmm. where you can like eat dinner and then watch the fireworks from Ooh. the restaurant. Um, that's a really cool experience. Um, yeah, you could never see everything in one trip. There's no way. You would have they're to go. smart like that. Yeah, you got to go multiple times and that's why we go multiple times. <laughs> Well, I mean, it makes sense. Um, So we can see everything. All right. I really am like, I can't believe I'm going to have to rethink this. Oh, did I change your mind? You may have changed my (laughs) mind. Like, I may as, like, a cultural Stacey experiment, like, go check it out and see what it would be like to have, like, just to fully embrace and not get so, like, ugh. Honestly, sometimes, like, when we're tired, like, it's getting toward the end of the night, end of the day. We'll just um, either Magic Kingdom in Disney World or in Disneyland. We'll ride um, the railroad around, like because it goes, it just yeah. goes in a circle and it stops like four times. We'll just go around and around like three times and just sit and just. I love that. Just take it all in and just relax and like we've been, you know, walking around since yeah. like early in the morning and just chill. And they'll be like, okay, after this we'll like go grab dinner or something. Right. Super chill. I love it. All right. All right. You got me thinking about this. Um, Now, obviously, this is something that you can help folks with. Um, I can. And I would love to. If people want to also consider going to Disney or, frankly, anywhere else, um, but, you know, we're talking about Disney, how can they connect with you? How can they learn more? I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And the username is Amanda, A-M-A-N-D-A, for F-O-R, travel, T-R-A-V-E-L. There you go. And that's where you can find me. I have in my bio on my Instagram, it's super easy. I have a link to a booking request form. And we can go from there. So cool. I may have to reach out to you about this. I'm I'm shocked because I, like, came in and, and was totally like, yeah, she's not, like, you're never going to be able to You're like, me no. That, like, <laughs> like. This was the hill that I was going to die on. And I'm sort of like, it feels like a personal challenge to get over myself. You got to do it. You go with, go with your husband and then go by yourself. I still have yet to do my, my solo trip. It's like in the works. I, I will. I'm excited. Well, and people watching. Yes. Like, people watching is amazing. The people watching is the best at Disney. Um, just honestly, just watching like the the young kids like see the characters and just point at stuff and just like hanging out with their family and it's awesome all right amanda 
Amanda for travel. Amanda for me. Amanda for you. <laughs> you get an Amanda. Okay. <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Absolutely. I'm glad you asked me to come back. 100%. I love doing this. It's and I, fun. I appreciate having a challenge and a new perspective about uh, going to Disney as an adult without kids and being a kid and embracing it. So thank you to you. Thank You're you, welcome. of course, to Eric. Uh, next week, to celebrate the third anniversary of Stacey Connects, Stacey Harris will be back. So have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah.